And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. No, the whole story. We live in an observatory where you can look up at the stars at night and see. See what we All right. Oakland's tight, hella tight. You guys are listening to Carne Cruda here on MutinyRadio.fm. Actually, you're tuned in right now to the Joke Workshop. Six o'clock. It's Monday night. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. But on the new Joke Workshop, really, the stars are uh, the people here in the audience. This show can be as good as the ten people here want to make it, depending on how many comments they want to give and how much attention they want to pay to each other. It's all up to them. Uh, comedians do four minutes worth of jokes, and then there's four minutes of commentary by the panel of comedians who are here. Thank you guys for listening out in the uh, podcastosphere. You know, we get about 6,000 downloads a month, and that's exciting that you're listening to everybody's new jokes, and we really appreciate that. Please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. Nice fluffy brioche bun on either side. And then in the center, all that meaty goodness of how you want to help your fellow comedians not suck such big dicks. All right, if you guys want to call in and tell the comedians what you think about their jokes, you can do that at 415-550-0511, or you can always just come down. Everybody is invited to hang out and give comments. And remember, the more comments you give, the better this show is. Also, don't just yell to the air. Find a microphone, because this is uh, radio. So, although we're all here together in this room, there are thousands and thousands of people listening, and that's exciting. So... Put your hands together for your very first comedian tonight. He's a funny man. He comes all the way from the South Bay. He's excited because this Sunday, or Saturday, Friday, it's not just for you you, uh, you Christians out there. It's not just New Year's or Christmas Eve. Uh, the 24th this year is also the first day of Hanukkah. So put your hands together for a fellow Jew friend of mine. It's John Alkabitz. What's up? Um, let's see. I have some thoughts. Um, my car, I'm, I'm done with my car. I'm going to sell it pretty soon. Start taking the bus. Um, having a car is just too hard. There's too many rules, you know, like, like parked on the street on street cleaning ticket. Went too fast. Ticket. Like crossed a double yellow line on a Thursday when your mom's maiden name begins with a vowel ticket. 
And it's just, it's like, I don't know, I would, taking the bus is so much easier. The bus, there's like three rules. There's like two and a half rules. Like, probably pay, that's the half rule. Like, sliding scale donation, maybe put a buck in. Um, and then, don't take out your dick or punch the driver, and you can ride the bus. You, you're good. You're good to go. Um, do you guys see those signs? Those signs that are like, make sure not to punch your Mooney, Mooney driver. You can't do it. It's not allowed. The ones with the kids who are like, my dad's a Muni driver, and I like it when he comes home not dead. And then, I don't know. Why do they have those signs? Do people assault Muni drivers a lot? Probably. A lot of my, I don't know, don't tell me. A lot of my jokes are just based in my misinformation uh, or my lack of knowledge. And if you tell me the answer, then it ruins it for me. Um, so today, uh, the electors officially decided to put Trump in, which sucks. That was our last string of hope of like maybe they would go with someone else. Like that was that was all we could hope. Like and anything they would have done would have been an upgrade. Like sure they could have put in uh, like a Democrat that would have been great. Like a a McCain or a Romney or that like a Republican who's an adult. Uh, but uh, like they could have done anything. They could have put in like they could have decided on like a slightly less shitty celebrity and it would have been an upgrade. <laughs> If they like got out of the meeting and they were like, hey, uh, we talked it over and we decided to go with Regis Philbin, <laughs> we would be like, all right, like, I mean, he's not qualified, but he seems like he has a positive attitude. <laughs> seems like he has good things to say. Only nice remarks about former Miss America contestant Elisa Machado. Um, that's, that was the main thing for me, was like... <laughs> Like, whatever, say what you want about, about, about other races, but as soon as he went for Elisa Machado, I was like, how dare you? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was, when I was in high school, I like, dealt with a very specific type of person that's like a, uh, like a, like a homophobic like 14 and, or 15-year-old stoner kid. You know what I mean? Like, just those, like, there's this kid in my friend group named Justin who's just like a shitty bully who would like call me a fag and punch me and then, but he, then he would like sell me a gram of weed for $40. Um, but I, it wasn't like, it wasn't my $40. I like stole it from my mom's purse on Yom Kippur, um, the, mo the Jewish day of repentance. Cause I thought that, I thought that if, if I took it that day and then repented for it a few hours later, it would just kind of go away. Um, I talked to my rabbi about it and he said that that would not hold up in a Jewish court of law. And I said that I bet a Jewish court of law would smell a lot like tuna fish just from all the people bringing it in in Tupperwares. Um, and, then, and then I had to go. Um, but, I, but anyway, so Justin, big, big weed head, big homophobe, like to call me a fag. If I had a time machine, I would go back in time and introduce him to poppers because I just think that would be, you know what poppers are? Like those weird little club, it's like a weird little club drug that it's like, it's like, like it's like chemicals and it, it's like really popular in, in gay culture. And I think it would just be fun to be like, hey, you want some drugs? And he'd be like, yeah, I love drugs. And then he'd take it and I'd be like, you like that? And he'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, you just did gay drugs. And he'd be like, damn it. I didn't want to do gay drugs. And then I'd be like, yeah, you just did some fucking butthole loosening chemicals. So I don't know, I don't know what chemicals. I couldn't point it out on a periodic table, but you did them. And so you're gay now, you big homophobe. Um, yeah, cool. That's all. Thank you. Yay, John Alcabez. Being political. Yay. All right, comments from the people. I, I want to compliment you and 
fact, I'm jealous because you did your job. You did the comedian's job. You, you helped us relax about the, the election. You know, you kind of yeah. normalized it, made it conversational. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. best thing we can do right now is normalize this. I well, agree. right. <laughs> but, 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 but I mean, you, you, it, there are several ways to go. I mean, you could have punched it up and got us all riled up, but you just calmed us down and gave us a nice, pleasant time together. But I mean, really, that no, is part I, of the, thank you. That is part that, of the job, and not not all of us could do that. So thank, thank you. you, Paul. I appreciate it. Uh, really good stuff. Love the bus stuff. That's very relatable. Um, you could go into more with like. I mean, I would love to know what a Regis Philbin presidency would look like. I think there's. You know about Regis. Well, like I just, don't know anything about Regis. You have to. I think he likes Kelly. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so Regis used to work. Regis likes Kelly. He used to work with Kathy Lee Gifford, who, who you know, enslaved people with her. Clothing line in China or whatever. That seems like the Trump voters. Yeah, they all want to be. I kind of just want to go into the idea that like, like ten years ago, like Regis Philbin and Donald Trump were in the same category in my brain of just like some fucking guy who's famous for whatever, and now they're like similar, but they're not. Look, you got it. You got it. And he's kind of a an obscure Ed McMahon. Right. Um, I I had a thought with your um, your homophobic weed bully mm-hmm. guy. Um, what if instead of stealing forty bucks from your mom, you stole forty bucks, or like you got it from your like silver fox daddy boyfriend? Oh, because I, I don't know if that. Works no, I um. Stick, yeah, no, I wasn't, um, I'm in that weird category of, like, I'm not really, like, like, I'm not necessarily, like, a, a queer person. I just was called faggot enough to, like, kind of identify with it, you know? Which is, which, there's a joke there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, a, I'm not really gay, but I, you know, you're, like, I talk about the gays because you were called faggot enough to technically be gay? I don't know. That's I funny. liked that joke, um, but I was thinking at some point you should be like, like $40 grams, worth it. We'll take like whatever abuse. Or, right. Wait, no, that's expensive. For yeah, me. no, it's a, yeah, so he, maybe, yeah, he was fucking me over. You got fucked over twice. I'm sorry, I misunderstood the joke. Yeah, no, it's cool. Awkward. Um, also for your joke about Jewish people smelling like tuna fish, I like didn't quite get that, because I was thinking you were gonna go with like locks. Oh, yeah, that was Maybe just like a, a different. I don't know if I want to keep that. It's very tangential and like, like, I don't know. I, I'm still working on that. I liked yeah. the concept, though. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, I really enjoyed your bus material, and I was wondering if there was a list of other gay drugs, specifically gay drugs. You said the poppers, and I was like, what are other I don't know. super I, gay popper, drugs? Like, do people know what those are? Is that a thing that is... Yeah. yeah. Okay, weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, I make the butlers. All right, cool. Thank you. Yay, John Alcabez. John Alcabez taking the bullet for all you guys. Your next comedian. Super funny guy producing shows all over the place. You're going to love him. It's Joey Avery. Ah, yes. 
Arjun, I think your friend wants you to fuck your girlfriend in the ass. Uh, that's a good friend, all right? Especially around the holidays. We could all use somewhere to keep warm. Um, I'm, I'm working on some things right now. I'm trying to be more appreciative of the things that my phone has brought into my life. I feel like I've developed somehow this really shitty attitude towards all my technology where like, if it doesn't work immediately, I just scream at it and want to break it and everything that happens is negative. And it's like, there's, there's good things there. Like one thing that really upsets me is when I'm talking to people and you ask them how they met and they kind of look at each other and they giggle and they don't say anything and then you finally have that moment where you're like, was it Tinder? And they're like, what? No, it was. There's nothing wrong with using online dating. It's a great way to meet people. That's like the lift of getting laid, right? It's like you order somebody up, you get a picture, you show up sober, and if the conversation goes well, at the end, they'll let you pound it. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing. What, I mean, is meeting someone in a bar that much better? I feel like it's not. I mean, I, honestly, meeting someone in a bar is basically like getting a cab. They're pissed off by the time you get them. They don't want to talk. And if you can ignore the smell, you will get there faster. Um, so I don't know why people are down on it. Honestly, if you, could, if you told high school me that there was a way for me to fuck hot girls in San Francisco tonight, I'd have way less hacked email accounts uh, <laughs> than the previous method. I just think people should appreciate that. I'm in a relationship, which means I don't get to use it, so I'm, I'm tired of people getting down on the ways that they get their shit off, all right? Do your thing. Um, it is interesting. I think a lot of people in relationships look at being single like it's a lot more fun and people who are single look at relationships like it's just so rewarding and warm and perfect. Uh, and it's always interesting because whenever I go out with my single friends, I'm like, oh, I forgot a lot of this sucks. <laughs> like we were out with my friend and he brought, he was, he was seeing this girl and she was one of these girls. She had like a fur coat and really long fingernails and a horrible attitude. And I was like, this, you will actually hang out with this person for a whole night just to, just to get off. You freak. Uh, that's not funny. Um, what else? I, uh, I'm interested in the different experiences that people have, uh, with dating life because I have some friends who are, basically virgins or have had so little experience that a, a lasting look or a single touch exactly is enough all right to just make them go crazy and on the other hand i have a friend of mine who just told me yeah if girls aren't down to fucking the butt i'm really not into it <laughs> i was like what <laughs> that's a pretty incredible about face for a man who i knew in fifth grade to say that girls don't poop uh, it seems that you've taken it upon yourself to disprove the scientific theory, uh, and for that I'm proud. But I think you might have beat the game. <laughs> you know, like once you reach that point, I feel like you've kind of done all that you came to do. Um, maybe you gotta move on. You gotta start banging some dudes. All right. Um, uh, that's all I got. Thank you. <laughs> Joey Avery, everyone! Yay! Comments. I liked your stuff about going out with your single friends. Mm -hmm. That's really rich and intriguing, and uh, I would love to know. I would love to see more of the that vicious lady with the fur coat and the fingernails. Yeah. Like, totally get into her. Yeah. You know, like 
it may like exaggerate the hell out of her and make her awful. I do. I do need it. So do she's that. all over the audience too. Yeah. Good. It's a good note. Get, get her all over them. I, I would set up your set up the situation where you're you've been in a relationship for a while, mm-hmm. and so it's sort of like you mentioned it sort of in passing, but I would solidify that so it comes out as maybe like you're the expert or something yeah. how you don't under you you still understand about the online dating but you haven't had to do it or yeah because you're kind of out of that scenario so it gives you um a like a unique lens. way to see yeah a different lens to see it so yeah. i'd sort of shape that lens for us so we don't think that you're one of the you know yeah that's a that's a very good note Um, for your Tinder versus dating, the cab versus Lyft comparison, uh-huh. I really liked it. I was thinking you could add something about how, like, you know, one of them you only use when your phone is dead. Oh, you're yeah. Desperate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, and then for the joke about the, like, being at the bar with and watching your friend with a horrible woman, mm-hmm. like, you kind of stopped halfway through, but I thought you should keep going with that, because at least as a girl, like, one of the funniest things in the world to me is, like, seeing guys on dates with girls who I think are horrible and like right. knowing that they're just doing it to get laid and like just thinking about how far they'd be willing to go. Yeah. Just I've like al- a f- I've always felt like funny girls thing. see girls in a different, almost like a, it's, they have like a dog whistle response for certain girls that other guys don't see. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then like, yeah, I don't know about that makes it sound bad and like anti-woman. I just think it's funny to watch dudes. Like, yeah. This is interesting. This is a very different response. Joe, I mean, you're all, you're, shit. You're always, you're always good, but, you know, just a couple of places I think you missed a chance. One is when Mm -hmm. you talk about people meeting Tinder and all that. Just, there's a joke in there of why they're embarrassed. Right. And, And maybe it's because they fucked up. I mean, it's supposed to be a booty call. I mean, you know, you're supposed to be sexually exploiting the person, not actually liking them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I think don't people know. have different approaches <laughs> maybe, to that. Maybe I don't. Maybe I. Maybe I well, I, I don't know Tinder at all. But yeah. I mean, what to explain? Why is it embarrassing that they met on Tinder? That's right. A, that's a potential of a joke there. I think but, you just stigmatize. I know, but you you let us do it. Yeah. And and it's it's on our minds. We all have our explanation of why. Sure. If you say it. You're gonna get a laugh. Yeah. If you say something there. Yeah. You know, they met on Tinder, which means bah. Or, or use right. one of your amazing similes. You're like the king yeah. of similes. You have the best, weirdest comparisons. Yeah. So you. You know. compare. You met on Tinder. That's like meeting your wife in a bar. Yeah. Well, yeah. but something. Yeah. But something funny. It's, like yeah. you. Yeah. You're, but just, you're really good at it's those. It's just a missed similes. opportunity. I'm just saying. Yeah. You yeah. Know, go with totally. it. The other thing that is, you're talking about this creepy person that he's with right yeah okay is he fucking her uh i think that was the plan but i mean isn't that the joke that guys will do anything if they're getting their wick wet yeah their wick uh yeah i no i think i think i i i think it is and i guess i want to stay away from that because i think that so many people have done that i know i know but otherwise i i didn't ask what are you saying right it's a good point that's you you got to the point say what am i saying well if what you're saying is the guy's with this horrible person just because he gets getting laid right then you realize well that's hack you know, right, right. But, so I, I'm with you. That's, yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. 
I just want to let the listeners that know at home who can't see that last commenter, um, he gave away his age by saying, get your wick wet. That's a very old thing. And yeah. the other thing I want to mention, though, about that, though, is when you said pounding, like maybe use oh, one yeah. of these amazing similes instead of saying pounding. Well, the reason girls don't find it funny when a guy's pounding. Right. But the reason I use that is because that's what they do in lifts. Uh-oh. They actually have you pound it. Like that's their thing. What is that? That's Wait. why I used lift over Uber because at the end that was like one you of the You press the pound things. signal? No. I guess that wasn't as universal. The drivers will literally like what they first told them when they started driving is at the end of a ride just like give someone a fist bump. Oh. A, oh. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. They oh. might have phased that out. Yeah, I didn't. There goes I that well-written the, piece of craftsmanship. Right. Well, I mean, you, you've got, you've got I'm lift line too. Like, lifts. if you're in a lift line, it's like a gang bang right. versus a, or right, I don't right. know. So I guess I could. I'll have to throw out the pounding. We don't remember the pounding. Yeah. Oh, that's actually that's also a good point. Thank you. Or yeah. or say get your wick wet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. Joey Avery, everyone. Everywhere. All right, your next comedian here on the joke workshop. I'm gonna try to pronounce his last name correctly. It looks like Nathan Mogev. Oh, put your put your hands together, yay! Mosher. 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 Oh, okay, yeah, I guess Mosher. That's, that's how you say it. Yeah. Mosher. So yeah. Well, I didn't know that about the lift thing. That they what if what if they're still pounding people, but we we just all found out that we're all not cool. <laughs> We're just all fucking losers. <laughs> like, nah, we're not gonna pound any of these people. Um, I have a, I have a girlfriend. Uh, I actually used Tinder like a week before. Like, my friend made a Tinder for me a week before, and then I got a girlfriend. <laughs> so I never got to enjoy it. I think, I think I should reinstall it though, just, just to make sure that she's the one. You know, <laughs> just. Just search through every because everyone's on Tinder. If they're not dating in real life, they're probably so. If I just go through every single girl ever, and I'm like, wow, I don't like any of these girls. Maybe she's then I'll be like, oh, this is clearly the one. I do have a girlfriend. Um, it's nice. I'm in. Uh, I'm in love. Being in love is pretty cool. It's pretty easy to find love. I think you just gotta be alive. That's all you have to do. You know, Hitler. Even Hitler found love. He was, he had a micro penis. That means that the person that was into Hitler not only had to hate Jews, they also had to love tiny dicks. <laughs> That's a lot to handle. You know? I, I actually have a, a baby. Are we supposed to be clean? Oh, crap. There's a kid. Oh, I thought she was listening to me. No, she's no, like no, having no. a seizure in the back. <laughs> no, she's, <laughs> she's going she's, like this. <laughs> she's excited about Carrie pa- Katy Perry. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's so funny. I thought she was like, dicks. Ah! <laughs> I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a baby dick. I do have a baby dick. Uh, it's only fair. He took it from me, so I snatched it up from him. It's a fair trade. It's pretty easy. They're kind of like string cheese. All right, that's, that's they're just really, okay. Um, yeah, I like being in love. Love is cool. It can make you a better person. It can also destroy you. It's like CrossFit. It's, being, it's pretty cool. I was in love with this one girl, and uh, 
damn, Katy Perry's killing in there. <laughs> Do you ever feel like a, what's the deal with plastic bags? You're always like one until you feel accepted. I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, what the fuck? All right. Uh, yeah, being in love is pretty cool. I, I had this one girl, um, I, I really wanted to stop biting my nails, so she painted my nails with clear nail polish, and I didn't bite my nails for two months. Um, and then she cheated on me, and I was like, I don't even want her to improve this one thing about me. So <laughs> I bit my nails in spite of her, which is crazy. Like, isn't that weird? Like, someone does one nice thing for you, but you hate them. You just have to get rid of that thing. Like, if some dude comes into your house and, like, murders your mom, but then gives you, like, a haircut in the middle of the night, <laughs> you just have to get a new haircut. <laughs> what if you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, my mom's dead, but damn, I look dope. Like, what? You just have to... What if he's the only person that can give you a haircut that fits you? You're like, man, I really hate that he killed my mom, but I do look like Macklemore right now, so <laughs> I want to keep this. I kept biting my nails, though, after uh, since I was 16, and uh, I had a weird moment, a pretty weird moment. I was biting my nails on the subway, and I flicked the nail, and then it landed on this woman's feet, um, but she was wearing open-toed sandals. <laughs> So it like stuck to her foot and she was like, what the hell? And she shook her foot and then she's like, oh, that's pretty sure that's gone. And then it was still on her foot. <laughs> and then she just walked out the subway into New York City with my fingernail on her. <laughs> I think that's a sign that we're meant to be, you know, because <laughs> she walked out of that subway with a piece of me on her, you know, <laughs> and she didn't even know about it. Like if I had not, if I had not gotten cheated on, you know, me and her fingernail would have been able, would have never been able to sp spend those special moments see sightseeing in New York, you know? <laughs> me, me and her finger, my fingernail and her are basically going steady. <laughs> I want to, I want to make a movie where like me and her finally meet up in New York and I'm like wearing barefoot sandals or whatever. And she looks down and she sees that like one of my fingernails is shorter than the others. <laughs> And she's like, oh, my God. And then she shows her foot, and there's just, like, an imprint of a nail. <laughs> she just has a tattoo outline of it. She's like, I spent my best day in New York because of that fingernail. <laughs> we got pictures next to the Empire State. <laughs> and then we fall in love or something. I don't know. That's the weirdest thing I've ever said. But, yeah, I definitely need help on that. That whole, that everything, I need help. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks. Nathan Mosher, everybody. I enjoyed your riffing with the Katy Perry. That was very funny. Um, I think it's just like a tiny little like mechanical wording thing, but I think a funny line on the Hitler joke would be like, like he had a micro penis and he was Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> just driving it home that Hitler is Hitler is funny. Yeah. Um, and then, what was the joke you did right after that? Just about uh, the fingernail stuff. Okay. I had something. I forgot. But yeah, Hitler. <laughs> Hitler's girlfriend's name was Ava Braun. If you just want to know who hot. killed herself in the bunker with him. She, she, sh she shot herself and he shot himself. They both died. And did he really have a micropenis or did you make that up? Because if you that's made it. some article that I read. Okay, that's rad. I didn't. That, that totally explains so much. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, who knows if it's true. It's just like constantly 
people have shared no, it. Pa- posthumous slander is like the best slander. <laughs> That's like the coolest kind. You should make up more. You should have a whole list of posthumous slander for Hitler. Be like, I heard he had a micro penis, and then he constantly had boogers hanging out of his nose, <laughs> and like he had to. Ava Braun had to trim his air, ear hair, just like all like the gross shit that people do. You had to, he bit his nails and he threw them on people, whatever. Yeah. He also was, was anal sex with him. What? It was also anal, his thing was anal sex too. Really? That's funny. I think both ways. It makes sense if you have a micropenis, I guess. Yeah, that's weird. Okay, I'm just shopping this out loud, but. Never mind. Uh, okay, so. Wait, weren't Hitler's parents Jewish? No, they're lying by anti-Semites. Hitler's mother, the reason Hitler hated Jews is that his mother died because of cancer, but he blamed, the doctor happened to be Jewish, and so he blamed the Jewish doctor for his mother's death when he was like six or seven, and so that kind of started it. The reason Uh, Hitler hated Jews was actually, although probably personal, also very much directly was influenced by a lot of philosophy that was anti-Semitic, as well as just a general air of anti- as a history of anti-Semitism, as well as a general just kind of a... Social, a lot of... Okay, wait, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, there's like, an, there's like a micro-penis if I can't reproduce. What'd you say? So there's like a, it, there could be a micropenis, like if I can't reproduce from this race, no one can. Totally. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't that's know. good. But yeah, that's destroyed by the that's good. That's Holocaust good. truther behind me. Going to the comedy, you, you said that was the weirdest thing you had ever said? I don't know. I just no. I I just I think I think that's a great line. That's the weirdest thing I ever said. Ah, cool. Especially if you follow it with the previous weirdest thing you ever said. You start collecting. You know, if you oh, said, that's, that's the weirdest thing I ever said. The previous, the last weirdest yeah. thing I ever said. The and second weirdest. You know, and and actually collect weird things that you that say cool. spontaneously. Yeah. And say that's the weirdest thing I said. No, but I did another time. I said blah blah oh, blah. Okay. You know, because nice. it was. I don't even remember what you said, but it was weird that you said yeah. it was the weirdest thing you ever said. He, it was he funny. Was riffing off the plastic bags for the Katy Perry. One really quick thing. This is really dumb. Uh, the the fingernail story. Uh, it can go anywhere, but uh, like afterwards, uh, I got back from New York. My friends asked me if I met anyone. I said, "Well, I did nail this one chick." Oh, oh. that's like horrible. That. I know. I know. I fucking love that. I love that. You're. Thank you so much. Yay! That was Nathan Mosher. All right, your next comedian. She had, we've missed her the past couple of weeks because she broke her arm doing something, and uh, we hope that she gets better, and uh, she's still going to be funny. Maybe she has some jokes about it. Clap your hands wildly for Madison D. Yeah, I broke my arm, but it gives me an excuse to sit down. Hold on one second. Yeah, I always want to sit, but now I have like an excuse. But one-handed life is difficult. I'm not gonna lie. Um, no joke. Like that's just—it's a struggle constantly. Today, I accidentally like threw a cup of coffee against the wall. <laughs> like totally not on purpose because I only had one hand, and somehow just chucking everything seemed like the solution. So I broke it playing broomball, which is like embarrassing for multiple reasons. Um, one of which is I have to explain what broomball is to most people. Um, 
it's it's like hockey, but you don't have ice skates. You just run around on the ice. So it's like, yeah, what did I expect? And also, like, of course, like one of those like San Franciscan stupid sports that are embarrassing to admit you've ever played. But in my defense, it was a team building activity for work. <laughs> the job that I had started two weeks earlier. Um, so now the lawyer and I are best friends. Like, no joke. <laughs> he follows me around being like, are you happy? Are you happy? It's just my job to keep you happy, you know? And I'm like, this is uncomfortable for me. Just Like, I just don't want to get fired because I can't do any work. I'm heavily medicated all the time. That's the one good thing that's come out of this. Lots and lots of pills, if anybody. Just kidding, I'm not going to say that on the radio. Um, Lots of pills, and the company lawyer is my best friend. He like he even carries my food at lunch, <laughs> just, just so I don't have any problems. Um, he asked me if I had any like problems with the medical bills, and I was like, well, I had a twenty dollar copay at the emergency room. And he's like, you know what? I got the next four rounds next time we go out. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Free drinks, whatever. <laughs> what else can you get? Um, Hold on, I have more jokes. Also, I can't remember shit because I'm on so many pills. It's like making life challenging. Um, oh, after I broke it, I took Bart back from Oakland because I didn't want my coworkers to see me cry because it had only been like two weeks. <laughs> like at the time, I wasn't sure it was broken. Like I was pretty sure, but like I didn't want to be that girl who thought she broke her arm and cried. So I just had to get out of there. <laughs> Don't bart with a broken arm. It's super painful. <laughs> you feel every bump. <laughs> I didn't feel weird about random strangers on bart seeing me cry, however. That was much more comfortable than my coworkers. Um, hmm. Oh, so I had surgery on it last week, which was also fun. Yeah, it's been a disaster. Um, but they gave me a nerve blocker um, so I like couldn't feel anything. It was like a stranger's hand. So like I mean, I put it on my tits and like tried to finger myself with it. <laughs> it was just weird. It was just really weird. <laughs> um, and then the nerve blocker wore off, and it was like the most painful experience of my life. And the pills said just to take like one every couple of hours, so I was trying to stick with that. Um, but I was like sobbing in pain and like worst pain of my life. So then in the morning when I could finally get a hold of the doctors, they were like, oh yeah, just take as many as you want. So that's what I did all last week. And on Friday I ran out and I called the doctor to ask for more. And she was like, you went through 90 pills in three days? If I was you, I'd be dead. And I was like, you told me to take as many as I needed. 90 seemed like a reasonable amount. Um, it was not. Also, apparently the pills make you a little crazy and anxious, which explains why I had been crying for like hours on end. I thought I was just bummed about my arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, hmm. I've also gotten to do lots of fun things. I can't wash my hair, so I've been just like paying people to do it. <laughs> It's like depressing, so it does not get washed often. But I go to this like cosmology, cosmo cosmetology, cosmetology school, um, and like wash and dry. Like I figured it was basic enough that like you couldn't screw it up. But no, that's a skill that needs to be taught because I have gotten so much shampoo in my eyes. The water is never the right temperature, and. Sometimes when they try to put the towels around my shoulders, they like do this weird thing where they measure them by just wrapping them around my face. <laughs> it's like real thing. <laughs> it's been interesting. Um, oh, okay. 
going into surgery, this will be my last joke. Um, I made a deal with this guy who's like, well, okay, so he was my fuck buddy, but then it's like, can you still call someone that when they've like, you know, like taken care of you for a week while you're heavily medicated and washed your own vomit out of your hair and bathed you? Like, it's like, I, I don't know what the word for that is. Um, but, so if I live to this surgery, no. <laughs> That's not the word. <laughs> There's another one. Um, if I live to this surgery, I got to put something in his butt. So, success. Um, if I died, he was allowed to have sex with me as long as my body was still warm. Um, and if I ended up in a coma, you just you don't know how surgery is going to end. You have to plan for every possibility. He had to go down on me for a while to try to wake me up because that seemed like it might work. Okay, that's it. Madison D. Okay, for real, before you start, you need to save all of your receipts from your getting your hair washed because that's called, what they do for pain and suffering is they take all of your bills, they multiply them by two, and then they add it to the bills, and that's how much money they give you. So I know that you're not trying to go after your work or anything, and you should be friends with that lawyer guy, but every time you spend 20 bucks to get your hair washed, that's $60 in your pocket. Do you understand? So if you go... No, I'm not kidding. That's how they work pain and suffering. If you get rear-ended and they try and you have like neck pain or whatever, you go to the chiropractor, your chiropractor costs a hundred bucks. That's $300 that they're going to give you. Do you see? So you really should save all of your receipts and I mean, you don't need to fuck these people, but you can at least get like a Christmas bonus for all of the, you're suffering. Aren't you suffering? You, I guess, you? but like I worked for two weeks and then just doesn't matter. You were at a work event. And doesn't matter. Paying me. It's a work. It's workman's comp. You don't shouldn't even have to be at work right now. You should get workman's comp. You should get ten days off paid. That's workman's comp. You even being there is like potentially dangerous. I'm sorry. I didn't take workman's comp once, and I really regretted it because I could have had all this time off when I redid my knee. And I didn't even get hurt at work. You got hurt at a work event. So mm. the lawyer should be your best friend because you're being you're being under 30 and not smart about this. You could really get a lot of money. Okay. And they made you play broom ball, which... <laughs> yeah, that's on that. What? <laughs> companies paying this does not need to be set on air this is like insurance yes. <laughs> um okay. i question do you enjoy broomball <laughs> because the setup like when i thought broomball i'm like oh this is where hockey quidditch in a world with absolutely no magic and fun collide and me so like those are the images that popped in my head but i don't know if you enjoy broomball you may not want to call it that you want what? To describe it, you know? I don't enjoy a broom ball. You don't? Well, then, bam. Go with it. All right, I enjoyed, so from that one, and then you mentioned uh, dead nerves, and uh, so your hand feels like it's a stranger's because you no longer feel it. That's good. I just punch up the delivery. I thought that could stand alone on its own. And then with regards to the, the fuck buddy that you have, so he he's uh, taking care of you like a living servant, right? Kind of, yeah. Sure. So like that's a multi-purpose <laughs> He's not stick. Hear this. Would you consider him like an all-purpose stick then, or a multi-purpose, like a multi-tool perhaps? Oh. Okay, I like that. I liked. I don't like. I don't know how you would stage this so that it would 100% happen every time. Uh, but when you're talking about how like someone takes care of you and you're like, that's my. Uh, and Arjun said boyfriend. You're like, no, that's not the word. I was looking for uh, my bitch. That's my bitch. <laughs> It's just technical, but in structure, if you tell us more of the details about how you got hurt a little later in the story, we're more interested. 
I mean, you just sort of generally refer that you hurt your arm and then give us more of the specifics later because you give us the specifics first and we just tune you out because we don't give a shit, you know. But when you tell how it's affected your life, then we want to know. The only thing I was going to say is I didn't understand what you meant by the towel. Like, you lays a towel over your face. So, like, I would maybe act that out because I'd... Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe say yeah, I'd act it out, but... Yeah, that um, makes sense. But I just didn't get it. Uh, I just thought you should keep doing a callback to the pills when you said the next time I go out with the lawyer, he said all the rounds are on me, and you'd be like, that'd be great with some pills. And then later on when you're like, how do I get this guy to do more stuff? And, like, and then I gave him some more pills. And you just keep throwing pills <laughs> into it because you at least were giggling a lot with it. And the more you heard, said the word pills, I started giggling more. So if you just kept <laughs> calling back to pills and giggling at the same time, I mean, you would have had me rolling. Okay. With regards to the pills, uh, you s the, the doctor said that you know how you'd be dead if I'd done as much as you. Take like, could you spin that and be like, you took it as a compliment, like, well, yeah, because I'm better than you, or, or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> I've been practicing. Uh, I w I agree with that note about bringing in more dirt about your injury later on. It might be interesting to find the gross part about that. And uh, anyways, great material. Thanks. Thanks. Medicine D, yay! We hope she gets better soon. Keep the pills and sell them, yay! All right, your next comedian. Another funny young lady. Put your hands together and clap them in a wild slappy-like motion for Salma Zaki! Thank you. Um, I recently went into my first sensory deprivation tank. If anyone, yeah, ooh, yeah, it's cool. Uh, if you guys don't know, you pay $40 to float in a shoebox of terror. <laughs> um, that's what it is. It's very scary. Uh, not really that much fun. When I went, they kept like reiterating how clean it was. Like they kept being like, uh, yeah, you just go in the tank, super clean, uh, very clean, very hygienic. You just go in, you're floating in the clean water, you know, it's cool. I'm like, who sharded in here? Like the one time, you know, like that you have to keep saying that. Uh, <laughs> it's not very reassuring. The reason I did it though was because um, I heard that if you go in sober, if you go in the tank sober, uh, you have like a psychedelic experience. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm gonna go in, you know, no drugs or anything. And I actually did have a vision. Um, I had a really cool vision where I was in an alternate dimension uh, in which I did not go into the tank, and my life was much, much better. <laughs> um, and actually found $60 on the floor, so like I made money from it. <laughs> it's very cool. I've been listening to a lot of rap music lately. Uh, I shouldn't, but I do. Um, and I found that J. Cole, I think, uh, personally, is, is the most badass rapper uh, and it's because, if you guys don't know J. Cole, it's, he has a whole song dedicated to being a virgin, um, and it's called Wet Dreams. I, does anyone know this song? <laughs> okay, well, okay, he has one line in it that goes, hadn't been in pussy since the day I came out one. That is so badass to have the balls to say that, <laughs> right? Like, 
that's so embarrassing for him. And like, he's still, he has a whole song. And I'm like, like Ice Cube didn't have a song about that, you know, like, and I feel like he's just insecure, you know, Ice Cube and everyone, they're like, yeah, I'm not a virgin, I fucking uh, kill people. Um, I fuck everyone. <laughs> but J. Cole, like his, the uh, the chorus is like, I never did this before. <laughs> like sex, he's talking about sex, he's never done it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not really a joke, I guess. Um, I, uh, all, uh, um, uh, okay, all, all my friends are hoes? Anyone, all my friends are hoes? Uh, <laughs> is anyone a hoe? Um, yeah, all my friends, uh, I have one friend in particular, like, she, um, every time we go to a party, she always comes to me after, and she's like, Salma, I don't know how it happened, but I just sucked seven dicks. She says that. She says, I don't know how it happened. I'm like, there's five people here. <laughs> I don't know how that's <laughs> mathematically possible. But, um, yeah, and then uh, she, um, she, I think she has, like, a sixth sense or something, like, I, you know, a dick sense, uh, as I like to call it. Because <laughs> she, you know, after all that, she'd come up to me and she'd be like, I only see dead dicks. <laughs> that was her, like, she'd always say that. <laughs> and I'm scared that one day she's going to come to me and be like, um, Salma, I just went to a family reunion. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> but 15 anuses were licked. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it for me. So if 15 dicks were licked, that means you kiss your own family's ass? What, are they rich? I mean, that's, for that joke, it's like, I mean, that kind of goes to... Right, well, if you lick 15 anuses, I mean, it just means you're kissing ass. I would never kiss my family's ass. That's all I'm saying. I mean, just as a thing. Uh, Your deprivation tank material was badass. Super funny. The whole thing was, like, perfect. And is J. Cole like 12? How old is he? Yeah, like, well, and that's, I mean, but that's what I would, that's what I would presuppose be like, isn't that so great? Like he's, he's a rapper, he's a virgin and he's nine years old or whatever. Right. Well, the way I would bridge it and make it funny, because you were like, eh, there wasn't really a joke there, is that somehow he wrote a song about when he was eight because he's a rapper. Because that's when they, well, that's when they lose their virginity. I don't know. The whole point is that, do you see, like, well, no, if you're a rapper, do, do you see where I'm getting? It's like, yeah, so. But just say that he's, you know, because that way you can do your whole rapper thing about like, well, usually they're killing bitches and slamming hoes or whatever they do. But this guy's talking about his virginity. It's so sweet. You know, he must have written that song when he was like seven. Or whatever. I keep making it younger because I think younger is funnier, but that's my problem. People are always, rappers are always talking about busting, capping someone, and he's talking about busting a nut quickly or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Busting a nut. Yeah, uh, just there's a whole other angle that nowadays there's this whole idea of what is a virgin and the the, the very religious girls are having anal sex and giving blowjobs because that way these are still virgins. I, th- I mean, you could go somewhere with that. If you, yeah, you know. dig deep. Dig, those, <laughs> well, dig deep, yeah, never mind. That's what she said. Hey. Selma Zaki, everyone! Selma Zaki, everyone!
So if I can ask you guys to switch microphones, everyone's been using that center mic and I have it pumped all the way up to its its ultimate, penultimate sound and I don't feel like it's loud enough. So if you guys could switch with the other mic, that would make it probably better. And your next community. Oh, also, if anyone wants to buy any drugs for me, I have um, really great edibles today. I there I made these. Um, they're nougats. It's kind of like bit of honey, but with no nuts. And um, it has this um, butter toffee in it to make it give it a little crunch. But it's like a nougat that I made. I'm I'm really I'm really breaking the bounds with with weed food lately. Uh, but they're uh, two for five, which is an incredible deal. And they're like 35 milligrams. So if you want drugs, I've got them. Your next comedian. Might or might not do drugs. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if she's ever talked about it. Put your hands together, everybody. Oh, we're in a female rock block right now. It's Maggie McKay. All right, hi folks. Um, I'm Maggie. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my life. Um, I grew up as a very religious girl, not the kind that did anal or blowjobs. Um, I was actually like a real virgin. Um, <laughs> and until I got married at the tender age of 22. Um, yeah, I was a good girl. And, um, and it was, you know, it was really sweet. We were like in this rock and roll scene together and, um, you know, pretentious indie rocker and he was like writing songs about feelings and stuff and I was like, oh, I love you. And so we got married. Um, sometimes people want to know how did that work out? Not great, just got a divorce this year. Um, <laughs> it's okay, you can clap for that. Um, uh, actually, it's, it's not technically called a divorce. My pretentious indie rocker ex told me this. He was like, oh, I don't like the word divorce. It's so harsh. And I'm like, okay, uh, what? You know, I thought it was called a divorce. And he's like, no, in, uh, in California it's called dissolution of marriage. And I was like, oh, what? You're like disillusioned with marriage? Like, you thought it was so cool back when we were doing it in 2007, but now, you know, it's too, you know, it's not okay anymore. Um, but I misunderstood. It's not dissolution, it's dissolution. Like, uh, like dissolve. Like, you're dropping antacid tablets into the glass, and where, where'd it go? I thought I had a marriage here. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I've spent a lot of time at the courthouse. You guys know the courthouse? Um, I do. Um, I developed a relationship with it because that's where I go to get my divorce. Um, and, you know, in the movies, they make it really, like, tidy. Like, there's one piece of paper you sign. It's like, here, sign this. Okay, you're divorced. Ta-da! But in real life, you have to go to the courthouse often. And you have to sign things, you have to turn it in, it's terrible, it's boring. Um, but, you know, I, I, I went there quite a bit. The thing is, the divorce, um, or the, the courthouse is right next door to City Hall, and there are always people on the steps of City Hall getting married. And so I <laughs> was always like pissed off after coming from the courthouse and I'd walk by and there are all these people in their dresses and they're so happy and they're like with their families and taking pictures. And I would just fantasize about getting on like a horse and getting a scythe and like a, like a Grim Reaper cloak and just like riding by and being like, fuck you. He doesn't love you. It's a fake. 
Like, <laughs> just wanted to tell them all that. Um, but um, but no, I, a lot of people want to know since you know since I didn't date before getting married, um, like have I been dating now? And and I have. And um, one of my first dates was like so I, I didn't I didn't know how to meet people, so I was online. I was meeting people online, and um, this guy's profile in it he mentioned that he's an amateur porn star, and I was like. I'm open-minded, I could do this, you know? Um, and so, so I meet this guy, and um, he's like, you know, he's like a black nerd, he's got like his glasses, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the, uh, the IT crowd, but he's like Moss from the IT crowd. Anyway, um, but he's, uh, so I meet him, and, and we agree to go on a second date, he's, he's pretty cute, but I wasn't sure, like, mm, is there, you know, is there chemistry? Maybe that develops in time. So the second date, um, I knew I was gonna stay at his house. He'd invited me to stay at his house. I was like, okay, this seems innocent enough. And, um, and I packed pajamas. Um, and I brought like sexy pajamas, and then I brought like pajama pajamas, because I just didn't know like what my vibe would be. And, uh, and so, I ended up wearing the, the pajamas. I, I forgot to tell you, not only was he um, an amateur porn star, but also a, a self-declared nudist. Like, he was, he was uh, really big into that. So, <laughs> so I go to his house, and like I'm uncomfortable because I've never spent the night with a man that's not my husband, and he's uncomfortable because he's wearing clothes. And um, <laughs> we ended up like making out, but it wasn't good. I was like, what what is this like he wasn't a good kisser i was like are you kissing me in a way that looks good like <laughs> doesn't feel good um <laughs> but i ended up um just being like uh, i'm okay if you know I, I i didn't wear the sexy pajamas i wore the regular ones so i'm like you know it's better if uh yeah i'm i'm good i'm just good to like roll over and go to bed now okay good night um but he was a gentleman he didn't dry hump me in my sleep so it's okay. <laughs> That's all. Maggie McKay got divorced but didn't become a slut. What's wrong with you? Just kidding. I got divorced and I became a big slut. Uh, here's my question. Amateur porn star, what does that mean? There's a joke there. There's a huge yeah. joke there. Amateur porn star. Like he take he has a GoPro that he likes to use. Like what is an amateur porn star? Is it like you know what I mean? It's like he has a he has an iPhone and a GoPro. That makes him an amateur. Do you, do you yeah. see? Like he's yeah. not. He's you know he he's really he's huge in Denmark on YouTube. Like there's yeah. there's a there's a fun rabbit hole to go in there to really make fun of this guy. With uh, maybe he did did an Urkel, um, uh, oh, like Urkel's a fake a, porn. What do they call a parody good. porn? And he did yeah. it of the Urkel guy because he yeah. used the glasses. No, that's per. Thing. I should definitely right. go Urkel. That's a more pop culture and yeah I mean this I mean there must be an Urkel porn out there right there isn't I don't I don't watch porn so I don't know I was you know <laughs> but uh I I I'm surprised that you didn't become a slut after your marriage and I'm proud of you <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't heard the rest of my material oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> that's okay uh, I, I really liked your joke about disillusionment but I feel like the way that you said it, like I didn't get it until after you, like, uh, can you re say that line, how you said it before? 
Oh, I don't know if I can do it verbatim, but um, I was explaining the disillusion, like, like, oh yeah, it was cool back in 2007. Like marriage was cool so, back then. So, okay. I, I think it would work better if like you made it quick, like if he, he was like, I don't think we should call it a divorce. I say we got our marriage, or it's technically called a disillusion, and then you just leave it at, and that's what he was, disillusioned. And like, I don't know if I would, I mean, it depends on how married you are to the tag of like. Okay, here's the definition of disillusionment. A feeling of disappointment resulting from the discovery that something is not as good as one believed it used to be. Oh, so I, I think that's classic. You were getting two for one. First, you got the joke about I'm disillusioned, mm-hmm. and then, but when they changed the law, this is I remember it was 50 years ago, and my dad said, "Now, you're not married. You're dissolved," mm-hmm. and that's 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 punchier way of saying what you're. Yeah. You're dissolved. So you're a dissolved person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. I could, I could, instead of calling myself a divorcee, I could call myself like a dissolve. I'm just dissolve saying, my father's joke from yeah. when they changed the law, called it dissolution of marriage. They yeah. say now people are dissolved. Yeah. It's just an old, just another pun like you were. No, making. it's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I thought it was. I remember it. <laughs> good on your dad. You could, if you're having trouble explaining that, skip straight to the metaphor because I like that. Oh, well, where's my marriage? I thought it was there. It's gone now. Yeah. That really no, 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 was good. No, no, no. And then the story that you said after that was really good as well. With the imagery of the, of the courthouse. crime at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. And I want to ride by on a horse and be like, this is what's next. Or, and fuck you, he never loves you, it's all fake. Yeah. Um, I would say, if you just want to deliver it, just clean, crisp, boom. Hit him with that, those last lines and I think it'll kill. Cool. Uh, this is silly also. Um, if you did want to go Urkel, say he was, what does he do? Uh, Urkel porn, uh, parody porn. Yeah. So then when he comes, he just yells, did I do that? <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> no, that actually, did I do that? That's, cool. that's Urkel parody porn. I think you have something to go there. Yeah, All right. Cool. We're running out of time. Everybody Thank clap. You. Maggie McKay. <laughs> Yay. Our next comedian, he's the punniest of punners. Put your hands together for Joseph Ugalde. What's happening, gang? Oh, I try to quit the puns and they keep coming back. Uh, it's cold out, folks. It's freezing. It's California freezing. That's what it is. I don't know. As the old saying goes, it's been colder than a witch's titty. Titty. A witch's titty. That's the old saying. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I never understood that though. I'm thinking people have been getting cold since the beginning of time. And this is the most colorful phrase we've come up so far to describe it. Colder than a witch's titty. I'm just thinking witches used to be burned hot. According to popular culture, we got what? Charmed, Sabrina, bewitched, all hot Witches. See, colder, this just does not add up. Is it because witches have a cold personality? Then it should be colder than my ex-wife's titty. Oh, that's not true. It's okay, she's fictional. Um, 
I'm just wondering though, was was there like, you know, was this like late breaking news down at the Department of Metaphors and Similes? Somebody just burst in and say, the people are freezing. We need a pithy turn of the phrase to describe this. What do we got? Colder than a penguin's balls. Nope, not good enough. Colder than a slurpy enema. Nope, not good enough. Colder than a witch's titty. Hey, I like the sound of that. Johnson, you're going to go far in this company. I don't know. I'm just imagining that's how it went. Uh, We're working on it. We're working on it. It's the end of the year. It's been a horrible year, but I will say this. At the start of 2016, I weighed 199 pounds. And now we're coming to the end. As of today, I weigh 186 pounds, which is what, like 33 pounds? That's really good. Uh, And the joke is, uh, oh, one of the things that happens when you gain weight, you get a little thick, your penis actually kind of shrinks. Yeah, it goes in you. It's like those, uh, those, you know those rubber squishy toys where you squeeze it and the eyes bug out? It's the same premise. Your belly goes out, penis goes in. Belly slims down, penis comes back out. So lately, yeah, I, I look down and just like, oh, we're like two long lost buddies being reunited. I don't know. I'm just seeing us like running across a beach and embracing. Like It's like the end of the Shawshank Redemption. I don't know. In this fantasy, the, 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 my penis has feet and arms, but still, it's mine and I'm keeping it. Oh, uh, oh man. My mom uh, told me the other day, my retired mom told me uh, she got a booty call from her neighbor the other day. A booty call. Yeah. So it came late at night. She just heard this kind of gross swishing sound. Very suggestive. I thought, this is horrible. Why are you calling my retired, kindly, asexual mother with a booty call? And then I realized, wait a minute, mother. I think you mean a butt dial. (laughs) It's not... Quite the same thing. That's it. I'm Joseph. Merry Christmas. Joseph, you go day. Hooray. Oh my God. Booty calling a butt dial. Not the same the, thing. The colder than, uh, you know, do six, eight of those. I mean, really. Because we're going with you. And then when you, when you slide into home base and say, nope, we're going to stick with a witch's titty. I mean, you know, I was cheering for you. And there are so many, like... Colder than uh, Hillary's rude awakening, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just Too soon? Uh, I had a, um, at the end of Shawshank, I enjoyed that you said that, and because I cry every time at the end of Shawshank, and I feel like you could throw something like that in that, I, I, I had a vision of you running toward your penis with arms and legs crying. And I was like, I also, I mean, I also cry at the end of Shawshank Redemption. So like, it was really visceral in my head, you know? That I would just mention, I mean, honestly, every time I see the end, I try not to cry at the end of Shawshank, and I do anyways. Nice. That's true. Tears of joy. I thought, well, 
going off of the Shawshank, um, <clears throat> I, in my mind, when you said, after you were done with it, you said, yes, in this fantasy, my penis is, I was expecting you to say my penis is black. <laughs> because it's Morgan Freeman, yeah. That's good. Oh, that works too. That's funny, because Morgan Freeman's black. <laughs> His arms, legs, and it's black. That's good. As you, as you lose weight, your your penis changes race. <laughs> if you're going to be stereotypical about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, hey, look, I am the official spokesman for hack comedy tonight. <laughs> uh, I didn't get the 33-pound thing. Oh, uh, no, I was just riffing on me being bad at math, but that's that was just a throwaway. Uh, okay. um, I was waiting for like a math-related punchline that didn't. Yeah, no, that was just a throwaway, but uh, yeah, I can be specific or vague with how much I've lost considering it's fluctuated, but yeah. Um, I would also, I really think the butt dial booty call thing is clever. Um, I like it a lot. I would get to that punchline quicker. There's Mm -hmm. like, you sort of like wandered around a little bit and how your mom was talking to you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. All right. Thanks, America. All right. Joseph Ugalde, hooray! Your next comedian hails to us from the great north. It's warm here for her. Put your hands together for Kali Han. So I'm an overeater, and uh, I can never really justify my next meal because technically I already had it. You know, (laughs) like I had all today's meals yesterday, so Um, it's all gone to shit now for the holidays, but in the fall I became a vegan, and vegan is great for losing weight because nothing vegan is delicious. Uh, When you're vegan, you don't even need appetite control because the food itself has no incentive. Like, (laughs) you can totally stop eating if you never wanted to start, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, like you can walk around hungry all day and because you can't just pop in somewhere delicious and say, you guys have anything vegan? Like McDonald's, like you guys got something vegan? They're like, no, we're delicious. Like, <laughs> um, Maybe at some super hip cafe you can find something vegan and you like, but invariably it's like a sweetened mound of nuts and you get excited. So you say, you guys have anything else that's vegan? And they go, yes, we also have the nuts in a bar shape. So (laughs) I think that's better. It's a delivery dependent thing. Anyway, um, like when you're vegan, no animals suffer, but you suffer, you suffer. I feel like when you're a bit ugly and you approach a hair salon, like even though they want your money, the stylists are a little bit like, no, don't come in, ugly person. <laughs> like, uh, I need to start with a minimum base, you know? Like, my hair books do not include what you are. So, <laughs> um, like, uh, Nobody ever cuts my hair with enthusiasm. It's always just resignation, you know? And uh, I feel like it's not fair because I've never seen a cute person with bad hair. I feel like beauty has this unstoppable momentum 
and so does ugliness. Like, um, sometimes when I come into a hair salon, they don't even wash the scissors, you know? <laughs> okay, thanks, that's it. Golly on, everyone, past vegan. <laughs> Uh, I think with your vegan joke, you can say the sweetened mound of nuts, and then you can say, do you have anything else vegan? And they can say, uh, we also have coffee <laughs> and <Good>. sugar. <laughs> you don't have to put the milk in if you don't want. You know. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I, the entire time you were talking about being a vegan and all this food being bad, the only thing I was thinking about, which might have like distracted from the joke, was like pasta is the best food there is. And that's super vegan, so like maybe you could be like, I know some of you are thinking like bread and pasta is vegan, and then come up with a different punchline. Okay. So people aren't like trying to like justify it in their head, or maybe I'm the only person here. Well, eggs. There's usually pasta. there's a lot of eggs. It's hard to find vegan bread because a lot of people put eggs. Good tasting bread like brioche or good pasta has egg yolks in it, so that doesn't count. Hmm. I just want to listen to comedians talk about pasta. That's <laughs> um, when you're talking about going into McDonald's, I would pick something with a slogan. Like, okay. what's is there something that has the word delicious in their slogan, or like? Yeah. So, well, like, even if it's, so, for example, you could be like, it says, ma- like, do you guys have anything vegan? And like, oh, it says magically delicious. So no. So like, pick something with a slogan you could play off of, maybe. Okay. Are Lucky Charms vegan? I mean, probably. They're made out of, like, plastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other tag that hopped into my head was, uh, like, if you're leaving the salon, you could be like, oh, my God, I love my hair. I'm going to tell everyone where I got it cut. And they're like, no, really? It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Thanks very much. Kali Han, Hooray! Your next comedian. He hasn't been here in a while. We're excited to see him back. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Paul Sanford. Oh, the joke workshop. You know, where, 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 where jokes come to bomb. <laughs> I, I always bring 72 virgin jokes so I can bomb. <laughs> and and, and, and why am I doing this? I don't know what I'm doing. It's so exciting to be here. Uh, yeah, I, 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 did, I, I thought you had to go through the whole matriculation to get here, but that's for Friday, right? So I said, Pam, I can't figure out how to sign up for the joke workshops. You don't have to sign up for the joke workshop. You just come to the joke workshop. You just arrive, and then you ejaculate. You know, that means words just come out of you. I mean, you know, like I said to my girlfriend in the sixth grade, I can't help it; it just comes out of me. You know, no, it's. You know, but I said, Pam, I'm sorry, but I've been estranged. You know. Which is better than being dissolved, I suppose. But you know, but, but I've been estranged from mutiny, and then I thought, you know, there's a movie about about about, about that. I could be Doctor Estranged, you know, and, and and I proved it. I first person I spoke to here was Kali, and I said the most tactful thing I could say, "Oh, Kali, like the Indian goddess of death." Yeah, that that really pleased her. I mean, that really impressed her. That was that was right, Kali. I mean, Kali was really. I'm sorry she left though. Here she is divorced. I I was divorced twice by the time I was 31. I mean, you know, you got to get on the track if you're going to get someplace. This guy he said, "I'm 27 and I'm divorced already. At this rate, I'm going to be divorced five times." And I said, "Uh-uh." Not so easy. <laughs> After two or three divorces, the women begin to catch on. <laughs> it's harder to get married. In fact, if you're divorced five times, that is a tribute to women's hopefulness. 
and forgiveness, and uh, you know, and 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 probably you have money. But uh, uh, although maybe you won't have after an election, you know, after a marriage is dissolved, you start out with one poor family, and you wound up with real two desperately poor families. That's the, the definition of a divorce. I can tell you about divorce, but you don't want to know about that. Most of you know, the guy asked me, "How do you think you're doing as a comedian after my first year?" And I said, "Well, pretty well, considering I'm performing for people who haven't even had one divorce yet." You know, I mean, what kind of material can you do for people who have... Th these are jokes in case I need to tell them. See, I wrote jokes today. And what, you, every, if you ever sit down and say, oh, the joke workshop is today. I'm going to write jokes. And you write 72 jokes. And then you're sitting there and you say, I'm going to tell them, oh, these are hilarious jokes. And you look at them closely and you say, no, not all of them. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I might have to pare it down a little bit and just tell the funny ones. You know... I was, I was in the dentist chair, and he wasn't happy with how I was bleeding. I flunked bleeding. I mean, I used to be pretty good at bleeding, but, but he said, no, Paul, you're bleeding too much. We have to stop. Now, around about November 6th, 7th, people were bleeding internally over the election, couldn't they have just called the election off and reschedule it for January? That's what my dentist did. But no, look, I'm coming perilously close to telling jokes about the election. I promised I wouldn't do that because I don't tell rape jokes. That, 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 that's actually a joke, you know, written a joke. That's an actual, in case you haven't noticed, joke workshop, that's a joke. I... Don't tell jokes about the election because I don't tell rape jokes. That's, you know, set up. You know, premise, set up, punch. You know, whether it's a good joke or not, it's still a joke. It's identifiable as a joke. It goes into the kitty as a joke. Maybe the first, it's not the strangest thing I've ever said. <laughs> the strangest thing I ever said was, what do I have in my pocket? And out of that came three volumes and three movies and then three more movies and everything. And like, look, look, look. Oh. I, she, she did the Twinkie thing. It's time for me. To, I've learned at my age, you can't always finish. But you can stop. <laughs> Paul Sanford, a very thin and small version of himself. Paul Sanford, you look tiny. You look like you've lost like 50 pounds. I, I have. Yeah, it looks I, like I it. I was 310 three years ago, and I'm 240 now. Wow. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, that's a that's a callback. That's a hack callback. A hack callback. You know, and they're hack jokes because they work. They're not hack jokes because they're bad. They're hack jokes because everybody tells them and they always work. Yeah. <laughs> and hack jokes belong to everybody. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you all. You you want to save there, time? Are there? No, no. We're fine. Do you guys have comments or do I mean? You, The election joke will work. Uh, yeah. That's a joke. Uh, that's the one joke I heard. That will work. And then the, if you actually go and set up or dig into the, the story with the dentist, is actually those are jokes. Yes, yes. And those, the, those will work. Yes. Too, as you delve into them. Tell more about the, the dentist, okay? No, just work on it. If, 
yeah. to, if you want to yeah. develop you know, more. I was just so excited to be here that literally the thing, I just kept burbling. And that's what, the, the, for me. The bleeding thing was really cute. Like, what? I'm bleeding that you're... It's you're bleeding. bleeding. Yeah, you're bleeding wrong. That's that's funny because yeah. it's how can you bleed wrong? And but if you it felt somehow, like a woman, if you, you know? bleh, <laughs> if you put that back into your own life and like I can't do anything right, even ah, my dentist right, told right, me right. I bleed wrong. I'm, how do you I'm bleed wrong? From my bleeding, yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you. The Thank election, you. The election joke will will work with people who like Hillary Clinton and rape jokes. Yes. Yes. I. Uh, yeah. Well. 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 I belabored the joke. Today usually that's a throwaway, but I, I belabored it for all of you. I don't think it was that we didn't think it was a joke. I think it I, that joke. It's a funny joke, uh, but like the word rape tends to just make you quiet. Yes, I know, I know, I know. I wouldn't take I know. that as a sign. It's a bad joke. No, 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 no. I, I, I it keeps me, like, it I'm keeps me from telling the twelve bad election jokes I had. You know? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I also liked your callback to this is the strangest thing I've ever said. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that just came out. Right. <laughs> that only works if the guy yeah. from Yeah. Well, actually, you could, anybody can say that anytime, really. It's, I mean, that really is a, that's a good premise. Right, so this, these lights are... Hi, all of you. Hi, okay. Yeah. Are we through? Thank you all so much. Get divorced. Paul Zambard. All right. We're going to do comments for one more comedian, and then we're going to give everybody, because uh, we won't have time if we, so we're going to give comments to one last person, but everyone else on the list will get a set, so don't worry. Arjun, Tom, Brooke, Ken, and Cole, you guys will all get um, the same amount of time as everyone else, just no comments. So this will be the last person to comment on, so take notes and be a good commenter and clap your hands wildly for Ian Levy. He was here earlier, right? Yeah, he's sitting back around 7.30. Oh, okay. Well, he will can do his thing. So, yay, your next comedian is going to be the last comedian to get comments. Put your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. You know what? Even though Ian's not here, I still think he deserves comments. Here's one of my comments. I like his beard. Yeah, no. I mean, I have nothing. Okay, guys. So, guys, guys, I don't have kids, but when I do have kids, here's how I'm going... Here's how I'm going to deal with Santa Claus. I'm going to say Santa Claus did exist, but in the 80s, Ronald Reagan had him killed so he'd stop giving handouts to the poor. That's the end of that joke. Um, so, guys, my dad, my, my stepmother left my father when I was 14, and immediately after, my dad, my dad started going on dates like crazy i mean he went on dates like twice a week and to this date i have never gotten even close to matching my dad's date rate very careful with those t's uh, um not i i mean it's incredible i mean my dad i don't understand it because here's the thing i'm like way hotter than my dad guys like at my, at best, my dad's a 4 out of 10, while me, at my worst, I'm like a 9.5 out of 10. So, honestly, I feel like I should be bagging way more strange than my father is. Unfortunately, 
Un but so this has led me to one conclusion. My dad, my father, the man who raised me, must be incredibly good at slinging dick. I mean, he's just got to have the quickest of char- the quickest, the silverest of tongues and the charmingest of airs. I mean, honestly, this man, the man, this man, this wonderful man who has given me everything in the world just looks so shitty. I mean, Jesus Christ. He is overweight. And honestly, like, I always figured, see, my mom died when I was young, so I didn't really know her, but I always figured he'd find another woman like my mom. And my mom, this, you know, person I didn't really get to know because she died, she was super ugly. I mean, Jesus Christ. My mother looked like a fucking goblin, guys. Jesus. I look at old, me and my sister look at old pictures of me and my dad. I'm not mean. My, my dad, me and my fa my sister look at old pictures of my uh, of my dad and my mother, and we're like, you know, we may not be that good looking, but like we're super hot for what we were given to work with, you know. <laughs> like really, you know. I know I I said I was a nine and a half out of ten earlier, but that's not true. I'm really like a seven. Yeah, I'm really like a six and a half. I'm really like a six. Where are we? Where, guys, do I have to keep going down? I'm really... <laughs> I'm going to stop at a six, guys. I'm really a six. But the average score of my father and my mother is a three and a half because my mom's a three. Um, uh, uh, my dead mom, okay? She can't have her feelings hurt because her brain stopped working in 2000. Meningitis. It's a curable disease, people. Get vaccinated for it. <laughs> wow. I missed, I'm not done. Man, I don't... That joke has... Like, I've, been, I've been doing that joke for about four days now. And... 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 And I don't know if, they are, if other people will like it how much I go into how ugly my dead mother is. A lot of people... A lot of people don't like the fact that my mom is dead. It seems to bother them, and to be fair, I'm pretty much over it, which according to my therapist, I'm actually too over it, you know? <laughs> I got over it too quickly. And finally, guys, I've been going to therapy recently, and I'm pretty sure they're trying to, he's trying to cure my need to do comedy. Um, okay. Oh, wait, one last joke about therapy, guys. I'm, my therapist, I'm, I'm mad at my therapist, guys, and I don't know who to talk to about it. <laughs> like, do I get another therapy? Okay, I'm done. I enjoyed your sit very much today. I think you're a, you're a six without working out. Um, hit the gym. You. I'm a fucking nine. Points. You got. Okay. And damn. I had something to say about this too. With your clothes on, maybe not. Can you show us your tushy? You have kind of a cute butt. I mean, that might like give you a point. Line. Or you know like, I mean? do a little faith waggle on your tush, right? Can we see your tummy? Like, what do you look like with your no. clothes off? You no. So. All right, guys. Show us your tummy. Is it a cute little six pack? What do you have in there? Uh, all right, all right, all right. Well, like I said, because well, at least you're not fat. I mean, that's yeah, man. That that's... gives you an extra point. Um, yeah, not a fat. When you open up, like, <laughs> uh, you could also mention that your mother has, be ever since she died, she's gone from a three to almost a negative because she's rotted. Like I yes. was like, go deeper, that's make it fine. ugly, like yeah. make it fucking, you know, go yeah. in there, you know. And then can barely stand to look I at her. I liked it. This, this his set made me calm. His set. I mean, she smells really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, go. <laughs> go mean. Yeah. I like it. 
uh, all, but you when you go off when you first start off though, um, because you come across super arrogant when you say like I'm a nine blah blah blah. You might want to 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 throw a joke into it, but I'm also much more humble than my father too. Oh, that is yeah. quite the contrast. And I was like, mention that, and that'll probably really that get us good. laughing. Yeah, yeah. Depends on how fucked up you want to get, but like you could be like, I remember at her funeral, like I don't. I was three. <laughs> oh my God. We'd be like, I remember at her, or like my dad said at her funeral, like the embalmer was like, I can put some makeup on her. You're like, nah, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad would never say that. It's like a dead baby joke, you know. You just you're gonna tell a dead you, baby joke right no, now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I feel no. like you're setting one up. It's an, anal- it's an analogy, oh, okay. okay? The dead baby joke. You can't go too far. You can't oh, okay. go too low. The uglier your mother is, the funnier it is, okay? Because when you said she was a three, I felt betrayed. I mean, you know, you have been building this up that this woman is grotesque, and then she's a three. You know, that's, oh, okay. that's no, she's a minus three, you know? So, so I mean, so, but that, that way, the hyperbola lets us know that you're joking. That, yeah. that you know. It, w- no, she's I mean, quite ugly. If you, if you, <laughs> yeah, but it, she but, straight up looks like a goblin. Right, but like, if, I don't, if, like, if, I don't if, have it. I have one but, photo but if, of her. If you waver on that, if you waver fucking on that, pointed then nose, we don't like you. Gap between the teeth. You, you just got, bulging fucking eyes. You, you, you got well, yeah, right, right, right. And, 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 and you, you yeah. cannot back off from that and say, but really, my mother. You know, you can't do yeah. that. It's funny. I love dead mom jokes. It's like dropping the con. But, you know, I, I gotta tell you, you people are spoiled. This man Thank is you. a golden god. I don't think so. I had him in a show with uh, for gay middle-aged people, and he barely got out of the room alive. I mean, uh, this, this man uh, he's, is fuckable. Well, it's because he's a nine point five. Very, very fuckable. Uh, a few things. A few things I liked. Middle-aged gays want to fuck me. Okay, uh, Ken. Uh, bagging. Does that sound like a six to you? <laughs> Bagging way more, wait, wait, wait. Bagging way more strange is a really funny thing to say because it's really old timey. And you said the silverest of tongues and charmingest of airs. And I feel like you can switch it and get a joke out of it and say, or the silverest of airs and the charmingest of tongues. Hey. <laughs> Ew. Like a, well, it's like an oral sex joke, right? I mean. <laughs> no, my dad doesn't eat puss. <laughs> doesn't look like, you know, maybe he does. Oh, God. <laughs> Everybody clap wildly, Arjun Banerjee! Very funny stuff about your dead mom. All right, we have one, two, three, four, five. Uh, if Leo wants to go, we have six comedians. We'll give everybody four minutes. We'll just run through it. Did Ian Levy come back? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, your next comedian, I think it's his first time here. He's one of my favorite people in Vegas. Put your hands together for Tom Jones! <laughs> That's new, definitely, definitely first time here. Um, but my my real name is Thomas Williams. But if you, I don't want people to associate me with what you're gonna hear, because you're gonna all need a shower. Um, uh, this one's. Uh, did you guys hear the good news for comedians everywhere? They they finally found a cure for cancer. They, uh, they took the uh, HIV virus and permutated it, and now it attacks cancer, and it kills it, and that's great news for comedians because we can make AIDS jokes again. So people get all upset. They're like, don't make an AIDS joke. My uncle died of AIDS, and you're like, well, cured my niece. I'm honoring her. Uh, 
my girlfriend doesn't understand context, like just because I, uh, I saved that girl at the pool with mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation doesn't mean she gets to make out with her water aerobics instructor. Uh, I'm from the Midwest, and my uh, I, it was instilled in me. I have a latent homophobia. I'm not like like not a person who dislikes gay people, but I'm afraid of being gay. Uh, only again in the context of being from the Midwest, and it manifests itself in a fear of balls flying at my face and not liking white creamy substances in my mouth. So it just made me a terrible Midwesterner because I'm bad at sports and I don't like ranch dressing. Uh, <laughs> I renamed my dick business. Uh, that way I have a good excuse for my excessive masturbation. Uh, whenever I'm uh, late for something, I just say, I'm sorry, I was handling some business. Uh, TVs, TVs are so good now. TVs are so good that the other day when I was watching porn, I could see the hope dying in the poor girl's eyes. Oh, if you thought that was bad. I got an Uncle Bill. He's cool. He's cool, but he's, he's got a couple of quirks. For instance, he loves to break into other people's houses and steal totally irreplaceable things with no resaleable value, like their child's innocence. Boy. <laughs> I didn't say rape. I didn't say it. <laughs> um, I, so I'm trying to retire most of that material. Uh, if I keep coming here, I hope to tell you guys some stories. I got funny stories too, but I can't, I gotta punch it up. And this is my first time here, so I just, I went with the crowd pleasers, and that's all, that, that's it, that's my time, kids. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and then yay, my music went out, yay. There it is, oh, new guy. Oh wait, Sabine, give me, give me a sec, I got I'm trying to do that. Uh, all right, your next comedian. I'm, I'm hanging out in here with Sabine. She's super awesome, and she's being really, really patient, and I appreciate it so much. Your next comedian, he's back from wherever he was. It's Ian Levy. Yay. I, made it. I was just thinking about what I wanted to say, but hadn't decided on it yet. Um, I'll just, Okay. Why, why, why is it, uh, what's the deal? Why, why is it, uh, that, that, uh, the men who always complain the most about paying for everything on dates always support laissez-faire economics? <laughs> that joke's not particularly funny, uh, but it is the smartest thing I've ever written. Uh, so I just use it so I can tell my mom I'm using my bachelor's degree. That's, I have a bachelor's degree. I have a bachelor's degree uh, in broadcast and electronic communications arts, uh, which is a fancy way of saying I make lattes for a living. <laughs> so, yeah. <I> don't <laughs> oh, dear. I found... I'm not. I'm not sure my thoughts make me a good person. Uh, I'm. Yeah. Probably, yeah. 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 Pretty. Pretty definitely not. I don't think my thoughts make me a good person, because uh, I find I find myself like, like I'll see like a nice, uh, a, a person, a, a woman of my age, uh, a nice attractive woman who's probably perfectly nice, uh, and I just hope she's lonely. 
Like, that's my, no, but, like, not, like, that's what I'm thinking when I see it. I go, like, oh, hope no one's at home to hold her tight at night and tell her she's going to be okay. Like, those are my thoughts, you know? Which is terrible. Like, I wish I could see someone, you know, and until I'm in a relationship, I probably won't be able to just see a nice woman and go, like, well, you know, I hope you're happy. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't want much. You know. I'm. I, I, I just want to be happy. That's all. All I want in life. Like I, I'm not even asking for much. I, I. I just want you know a woman to like hold my hand, and watch subtitled movies with you know, and have big old titties. Like big old, big old, big old tit. You know. We're talking big old. Double G's. <laughs> like I wanted to have back problems. <laughs> like just big old titty. <laughs> like th- think think of the biggest biggest old titties you can, and then like two sizes bigger. <laughs> like if you went to a plastic surgeon and asked asked for those titties, he would advise against them. <laughs> For, for basic health and safety reasons. <laughs> and then bigger. <laughs> Just. Like mostly silicon. Like I want mostly a silicon. <laughs> I don't know if you're picturing big enough titties, guys. I don't, I really, I really don't. Just big old. Just bigger. <laughs> Just bigger. Like, I, 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 I want us to come home after a long day of work and sit down and watch an episode of Silicon Titties together. Like, that's... <laughs> that, doesn't even make, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, for, for relationship stuff, uh, I found I actually, uh, for, for whatever reason... Um, uh, attract more men than women attention, which I'm not, I'm not bi or anything. I mean, nothing, you know, nothing's wrong with that, but I, I, I attract more attention from men. A friend recently asked me, how do you know men are more attracted to you? Uh, and I think it's pretty clear cause they're the only ones who hit on me. So that's, you know, that, that's kind of the hint, but I found I was, I was at a, uh, like a club the other night, uh, and I wasn't on the dance floor, but there was this guy on the dance floor and he was like motioning over to me he, and he kept doing this and I was kind of like, uh, but he, he didn't like get the message and I don't know how to, you know, say, let him know from across the dance floor without being offensive. Like you can't just yell like I'm not, I can't be like, I'm not gay, you know, but I also, I also can't yell like, I'm not gay, but I support your life decision <laughs> by using the word decision that might imply it's a choice. But I know it's you're born that way. <laughs> and however you identify, whether you're a man or a woman, I, I believe in you. <laughs> if there is a higher power, you're definitely a lock for heaven. <laughs> as long as you haven't, like, murdered anyone. I don't know. Like, you can be gay and a bad person, but they're different. <laughs> Mutually exclusive. <laughs> I support you. I'm just not... Okay, that's my turn. <laughs> Yay! Ian Levy is not gay, but it, that's okay. It's not gay people are okay. Yay, even Livy. We don't have time for comments anymore. I'm sorry. 
your next comedian's a funny lady. She was one of the ladies that put together t- over $2,000 for the ACLU last Friday with a great show at Piano Fight. Clap your hands wildly for Brooke Heineken. Keeping on for Pam, who's on that show. It was a great show. Uh, and I'm gonna recycle some jokes from that because I want feedback on them. Um, so I don't know if you guys. Uh, so I'm actually from Ohio. Uh, are you from Ohio? You said Midwest. Right on the border. So I don't know if you're following Governor Kasich vetoing the heartbeat bill in favor of like a slightly less restrictive abortion ban, which is like a victory. I mean, we gotta take what we can get. Like beggars can't be choosers, or he says women can't be choosers. Uh, but I see it as a win. Um, but like everyone after the election was all posting on Facebook, like, what am I going to tell my kids? What am I going to tell my daughters? How do I explain this to my kids? And I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to get down at their level and be like, look, you guys know you're our only hope. You can fix this in the future. You guys are going to be the best generation I was ever forced to have. (laughs) They're not real kids. Relax. Uh, um, uh, so you, I, you, I don't know if you guys do this in Pennsylvania. We actually vote on a bunch of weird shit in Ohio. Uh, we vote on our county coroner. Uh, people actually run for county coroner along party lines. Like that's probably the one politician you really need to lie for you. Like vote for me. I won't tell your wife it was drugs. Uh, they'll be there for you when it matters literally least. Uh, <laughs> But like people run as Democratic and Republican coroners. Like if I, when I inevitably die in a single bicycle accident, is a Republican coroner, the one we elected, gonna be like, she died of a tragic overdose of marijuana in Plan B. Um, I want feedback on that one, please. Uh, can you look like an actuary right now with your calculator and your little stamp folio, like you're evaluating this place? Um, so the other, the other thing I wanted to work on was like, people always say you should try and be the person that your dog thinks that you are. I know I am the person that my cat thinks that I am. Like, my cat sits on my lap and refuses to move. Like, you weren't gonna get up anyway, you fucker. Eats my food, like, you didn't need that, fat ass. Uh, I tried to confine my cat to just one room in the house when I had this cat. Uh, but she would just follow me around everywhere like she was Mufasa. Everything the light touches, bitch. It's mine. Uh, um, what else do I want to do? Um, yeah, I think that was all I wanted to do. Thanks. Yay, abortion jokes. Yay. So topical. So awesome. Talking about choice. Hooray, your next comedian. I don't, I, I think he's all about choice. Safe words and choice kind of go together, I guess. Everybody, uh, clap your hands wildly if you can, unless they're tied together from one of his jokes. Hey, everybody, it's Ken Suzuki. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yes, I'm all about choice, like all about your bodily autonomy, and I think this is the best time of year to have that, uh, because did you guys know that a string of Christmas lights makes the most festive suicide news? <laughs> just, just so you guys know. Now, we're talking about, let me tell you a story about how the orange man saved Christmas, okay? Everybody's out here talking about this. He saved a thousand jobs with the carrier deal. 
But nobody's hearing about the thousands and thousands of jobs he saved with his North Pole deal that would have been going to China. Oh, yeah, everybody's so biased against them. Everybody's like, ooh, we got to protest the Chinese labor. Well, what about the little labor? What about the little people labor? Littles, the elven labor, excuse me. Little people got to work too, okay? They can't all get jobs as, uh, mo damn it. <laughs> oh, seasonal mall employees or movie set extras or TLC reality TV stars. All right. Uh, think of the little guy. No pun intended. Oh. Giving all these people advice on presentation, I'm forgetting my set. I uh, miss the snow. I'm from the Midwest. I really miss the snow, though, guys. And that is not a euphemism for cocaine. It just, the snow made it feel more like Christmas. You know the things you would do, sledding, snowmall fights, making a snowman, a snow angel. My snow angels were always the naughtiest, and um, let me tell you, and my snowmen, all my little snowmen that adorned my yard, a little frosty with his little leather cap and his strap-on leather vest, and those chains that would go off his twiggy little arms and wrap around the necks of, his, the necks of his little sub-snowmen in front of him. He had old Frosty the Snow Dom. It was the highlight of my neighborhood. Frosty the Leather Daddy. That was the highlight of my childhood. Frost, making Frosty the Leather Daddy and making nude snow angels. Because that's how we made them back in old country, folks. Oh, I'm a pretty judgy guy. I'm switching gears. I'm a pretty judgy guy. A pretty judgy guy when it comes to potential sex partners. Yes. Yeah, I am. But I'll tell you what you... You want to know which part of the body I judge? If I want to fuck someone? The brain. Yeah, that's right. I like them smart. Because when someone with a brain goes down on you, you know they got a plan. Yeah, because the game of getting off is just like chess, folks. You got to think three moves ahead. You got to think three moves ahead. Because sex isn't all about just thrust and repeat or suck and tug or hook and shoot. No, no. There's a process, okay? There's process. There's moves. There's pro steps that got to be followed, techniques that have to be executed, signs that have to be read. Like, it's just like learning how to dance with more lubricant. Oh, just something to think about, folks. Just something to think about. You got to be aware of these things, all right? You got to be aware. You got to stay woke. You've got to stay woke. Stay woke. Why is it the people that use that term unironically are the same people that you want to put to sleep? <laughs> now, according to the CIA, Russia has interfered in our election to make sure that their, uh, their favorite guy won. I think this is actually something we should listen to and take seriously. Uh, because when it comes to interfering with free and fair democratic ele elections to prop up a puppet government, they would be the experts. Stay woke, folks. Ken Suzuki, hooray! Understands the politics of Russia. I have no idea what's going on over there. Yay, Putin, yay. Red Dawn! Wolverines! Don't be afraid of the Cubans, everyone. Uh, Castro is dead. You're ne and he was a social. He was a great, lovely socialist. Um, your last comedian of the night. Uh, he's coming up right now. Everybody, don't lose your energy now. 
Slap those meat paws together for Cole Chapman! Yay, that was fun. Uh, so I noticed we have uh, children. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Well, I was... <laughs> That's not, that ain't working. Uh, let's move on to some more appropriate stuff. Uh, I love Uber. Uber's great. Uh, mostly because you never know what you're going to get when you get into an Uber. Uh, like, they say they have, like, the greatest background checks ever, but I kind of feel like Uber and background checks is the same way McDonald's passes by the FDA, like, all the time. They're like, yeah, it's like food, I guess. <laughs> like, technically, it checks all the boxes. Like, yeah, Uber's like, it's like a human with hands and can drive. It's fine. Just, just get them out there. Uh, like yesterday, I was uh, I was going into the city, and this guy picks me up. He's like, he's like, what's up, man? Where you going? And I was like, oh, like downtown. He's like, oh, cool, cool. How's your day? I was like, uh, you know, it's fine. How are you? He was like, oh, weird day, man. Weird day. I was like, what happened? He was like, well, uh, lady, she was in my shop, right? And she dropped her keys, and she got her keys. Oh, wait, sorry, I fucked this up. <laughs> Tried to riff, and then I fucked up. This lady was in my office, right? I work at a car dealership. She uh, locked the keys into a car. Somehow the car turned on and then went into reverse and she tried to stop the car, but then the wheel turned and then she fell behind the car and it ran her over four or five times, crushing her instantly. And oh, the way she sounded as she went, it was like she was leaving something behind. <laughs> but I was like, anywhere along here is fine. <laughs> that is. <laughs> That is too much for me, sir. I don't, you have a good one. Five stars. Jesus, he could use it. <laughs> he had a rough day at the office, and he let me know. You know, you always get some weird shit like that. Like, uh, sometimes you get conspiracy theories. Like, I went to a BART station, and in the time I left my house to get to the BART station, I had figured out why 9-11 was an inside job, you know? Like, I was like, thanks, Tammy. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll see you next time I'm back, you know, in town. I don't know. That's me trying to add to that shit, but I ain't working. Uh, uh, uh. Friend, I think my friend uh, is an old soul uh, because he's racist. <laughs> Let's see, what else I got here? <laughs> These are my hot ones, folks. Uh, oh, I hate it when uh, strangers request you on Facebook. Yeah. Like you've never, what's up with that? I don't understand that. It's like you've never met me before and they're just going for the Hail Mary at friendship. Like I need to at least slap my meat paw against your meat paw and then move it in an upward down motion while we make eye contact for this to be okay and you can see the last 11 years of my life in pictorial form. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like it's just weird that they're just like, yeah, I just want to like check out this random person's hi entire history online. Like it just, because if you look at my tagged photos, uh, it's pretty much just a chronology of just me drunk in different flannel shirts for like 10 years. Like it's like, it's not, like, I don't take pictures, like, you know, in the woods, or, like, you know, doing, like, I'm surfing. It's just, like, me, red-nosed, squinty face with some friends, like, Wah! like, a hundred times, and then I'm a teenager. <laughs> it's just, like, I, I feel like it's not so much, like, a walk down memory lane. It's, memory lame. Hey, oh, Freudian, I suck. Uh, no, it's, like, not so much a walk down memory lane as it's, like, a stumble through a cautionary tale, you know? It's just, like, ah, oh, he had so much potential, and look what happened. All the a hundred flannel shirts later, he's still drunk in every photo. All right, guys, I'm done. See you later. Bye. Hooray, Cole Chapman! He's not wearing a flannel and he's not drunk right now. Please take a picture of him, somebody, quick, quickly. 
All right, that was the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Happens every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. Please join us this Friday, the 23rd, from 6 to 8 for Happy Hour Open Mic. And then from 8 to 10, it's um, Pamtastic's All I Want for Christmas is Comedy. And there's going to be a great showcase. We're going to, as always, we always have uh, edible treats. It's only $5. Hope to see you guys there. Uh, the, the submissions have closed for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and I will be sending out those letters on Christmas Eve. So some of you will be having a great Christmas present, but please, uh, there were over 150 submissions, and there are like, there's like 50 people in the festival, so don't be sad if you don't get chosen. Uh, but thank you so much for being here, and so much thanks to Sabine for all of her patience. She's been wearing the headphones in here. She heard nothing that happened during this show. Don't worry whatsoever. See you guys soon, and uh, thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at Mutiny Radio. My love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) 
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. You know, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 
South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Um, oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio I just fucked that up again what the fuck is wrong with me yeah I got it Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Why you smell so bad? 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 Why you smell so bad?
welcome. It's Friday night at 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour at mutinyradio.fm. The happiest hour of all. The entire week, really, uh, because 23 comedians and more are getting up tonight. We have visitors all the way from Olympia, Washington. Excited to hear their jokes. Uh, big fan of Olympia, Washington. They have a guy named Sam Miller up there who runs an incredible room on Wednesday nights that you guys should all go to if you go up to Olympia anytime soon. But right now, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we're going to get started so that we can get through all of these comics. When you hear the horn... It means you have one minute. So new comedians, if you hear the horn, it doesn't mean you have to stop right away. It means you have one minute to wrap it up. Uh, Your first comedian of the night, you can wrap and slap your hands together. For the very, very funny, the very tall, Connor Doherty! Can we, is this, yeah, this one sounds pretty on. In any case. Hello. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm re. I have a a personal announcement. A big personal announcement that's an interesting, difficult, exciting.